0: This is Grace Cho from Entrepreneur. We have uh, a wonderful guest on today, Lauren Hana Chai. She is an artist from Hawaii. She's a graduate of the American Academy of Art University in San Francisco. And she is the first born in America in her family. And she was raised by her South Korean grandparents. She is such an accomplished artist, incredible work. That blends this Korean folk art with Buddhist temple architecture and other amazing, unique, provocative elements. She has been featured in NBC News, KBS World Radio, Houston NPR, Honolulu Star Bulletin. Entrepreneur and myself first got to know her work. So Lauren, thank you so much for making time today to speak with me.
1: Thank you for that wonderful intro. (laughs) Thank you for having me.
0: (laughs) I am so thrilled to speak with you today. I think it's going to be a great treat. First, how would you describe your own art?
1: Describing my art has always been difficult, obviously, because I'm a very visual person. But I guess I would say that it involves a lot of a clash between East and West. My Korean lifestyle and views clashed with my American lifestyle like this struggle of the clash and the search for balance in between. I'm really influenced by old Korean folk art where a lot of the Korean people who were the lower class used to create paintings and buy and sell them amongst themselves for good fortune or for a happy marriage or different purposes. And I'm also influenced by more westernized. Paintings such as paintings from the Northern Renaissance period or medieval period, I was trained classically at the Academy of University, so a lot of that still stays with me, and I'm really interested in the dynamics between the two differences and comparisons and bringing them together into one world.
0: Wonderful. So today, we're going to talk about two important influences or events in your life that have shaped your art in profound ways. So one being Korean American and brought up in traditional ways, but second was something that happened with your mother. Yes. So let us talk about that first part first. So being first generation Korean American, describe what you felt were the challenges and how that impacted and how it influenced your art.
1: Yeah, there was a lot of challenges, a lot of confusion. Because I was raised so traditionally, with an extra generation above me, watching over me and taking care of me, it was very confusing having this very strict kind of life in the household and having a much more loose and casual and individualistic lifestyle outside of it. Because Korean culture really values community, and having this sense of being one and being a unit, whereas America really promotes your individualness. And when I was younger, I was really confused as to what I identified as more. And when I was in elementary school, I would actually get into fights with my auntie saying, I'm American. I was really rejecting my Korean side. And I was just a kid, but we would get into these fights where she would be like, no, you're Korean. And I would be like screaming back at her, no, I'm American, I'm not Korean. As I got older too, moving into my college years, there was a lot to do. For example, my family's way of showing love was to make life easier for me Because they're immigrants, and they worked so hard to come to America. And they worked hard for their family and they worked hard for me and to help me have an easy life, which I am forever grateful for. And that also involved being every part of my life. And sometimes I really wanted my own individual life and my own sense of responsibility and control over my life. So there was a lot of clashing with not necessarily, oh, my family, but I have to be a part of this whole versus I want to branch up on my own. So we were always clashing with that. But as I got older, I just learned to navigate the two worlds. I see both cultures as really beautiful. Nothing is perfect, but I'm glad to be in this weird in-between space. I've come to accept that both are me, and both are true, and that's okay that they're so different. But that's where I'm at right now.
0: I do think it gets easier as we grow older. Yeah,
1: I definitely agree with that. It's a lot easier.
0: The younger years can be tough. You're trying to define yourself and figure out what you like and don't like. And that's the tough period, I suppose.
1: Yeah, I think there's a lot of letting go as we get older, of just being okay with it is what it is. And that's that. And it's fine. And I think there was a lot of help, too, with, finding other people who were going through the same thing. So a lot of other Korean Americans connected with me through my artwork and they would reach out to me and be like, I get it. Even though I'm not expressing things in words, they'll just see and be like, I get it.
0: Did you do that on purpose or did it just come out involuntarily? How was the art created from this tension, if you will?
1: I don't think there was too much of it being done on purpose, especially when I was in my early stages of creating work, I worked very intuitively, and things just came up as I was interested in them. A lot of the Korean, or delving into Korean history and about my Korean heritage came from my mom series, which I'll get into later, but it opened up this whole realm of questioning who I was, and so... I just started learning. I started learning about Korean history, and I finally started to have conversations with my grandpa and the rest of my family about what our family has been. And when I was younger, I never really did that. And I didn't really inquire, but now I've been really inquisitive and learning a lot more, and I feel like it just came out in my artwork. Learning about Korea's history of oppression and being taken over by different countries over and over again, even though I didn't grow up in Korea or lived in Korea, I feel like there's a lot of generational trauma, is what I later come to realize is what it was, that gets passed down to Korean children, passed down through the generations that rank true. I feel like a lot of that comes out in my artwork in terms of this chaotic, collaged clash of different cultural references and connecting it with my own trauma and my own experiences. And also, really, it was just a learning about who I am through my heritage. Art is the best way for me to learn. I love learning through art, so I don't want things to be too senseless or too random. I really do a lot more reflecting and figuring out what it is about this symbol or this art that I'm attracted to. There's definitely a meaning to mostly everything that I do.
0: Speaking about meanings and pulling from events and information, I wanted to ask you about your mother and the story around that event in your life.
1: Sure. So it's an ongoing story because there's a lot I still don't know yet. But basically, my mom and dad separated when I was younger, when I was around seven years old or so. And when I was 11, all contact stopped with my mom. So we were in contact all the time. We'd be talking on the phone, sending mail to each other, writing emails. And she had remarried. And had three other children who were all girls too. So I have three half sisters out there. And I had seen all their photos and I know all their names and everything. And then one day the email stopped coming. The phone call stopped. The addresses didn't work. Nothing worked. Her email server, which I was using on her website, just shut down completely. And so it was just this big question mark where no one knew where she was, not even her side of the family. And as a kid, I was really angry because I didn't know what was going on and I was really young. And so I harbored a lot of this anger until one day I saw these VHS tapes. This was in middle school and they were labeled with my name Hana 1991, the year that I was born. And so I popped it in the TV and I played it and they were all these old home videotapes of my mom and me and the rest of our family. But I got to really see for the first time how much my mom loved. Her. She was holding me and singing to me, and just displaying all these affections of love that I couldn't help but break down and cry and realize my mom did love me. And whatever happened is tragic, and I don't know what it is that she had—why she had to leave. But I believe whatever it is was with the best intentions. And so I went on in my college years to really deal with this more. It was something that I really ignored until it became a problem. So in my college years I you know, obviously all these abandonment issues were coming up and it was affecting my relationships, affecting my life. And so I went to therapy. I had an ex boyfriend who hired private investigators to go looking for my mom for me. The only thing they could find was that she was involved in some kind of scandal for a lot of money with some kind of tech company. And I later found out that her mom, so my grandmother, was this crazy con artist who would basically use my mom as a tool all of her life and pull her into all these different scams to get a bunch of money, basically. There's a lot that I had to theorize and gather from bits and pieces that I've learned from everyone, including So I had a person contact me on Facebook who was my mom's new husband's mother's best friend. I <laughs> know that's kind of long, but she had found me because she's looking for the three children, the three half-sisters, and my mom's husband for her best friend. So they all went missing around the same time, so I could theorize that they all went Missing Together, which made me really believe that they're all together. But basically I started painting about her in my college years and obsessively painted her face over and over again. And then it became this full series called Last No Locations where I'm painting her and myself as a baby sometimes in these six cities that I knew her to be in. And so the paintings move through from Honolulu, of course, San Francisco, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, Hong Kong, and South Korea. The plan is to go to each city and do like a traveling art show to hold this show for her. And I've gone to two out of the six so far. The next one, I hope to be in LA somewhere. I actually put this next show on pause. I was a bit overwhelmed with all this new information coming out about how she might be on the run. There might be some legal issues involved and I had a realization if she really wanted to contact me, she could easily find me online, find my website or something and send me an email. It wouldn't be that hard. But the fact that she hasn't done that yet has also made me have some second thoughts on how full force I should go on this search. And so the purposes of my show have changed a bit to instead of, only looking for her which I'd like to do no matter what I'd like to find out the truth but also I'd like to send a message of love and care out to her to let her know that no matter what has happened or what is going on I still love her and I still care about her and I'm doing this in a place of having faith and hope I've already gone through back and forth thinking of What if I do find out the truth and the truth is not pretty? What if it's something that will really hurt me? And I've come to a place now where I'm I'm willing to accept that and despite it, search for the truth anyway. So that's where I'm at right now with my entire mom series. This has been the catalyst after this to really search for who I am. I really realized that I was searching for myself and learned about myself. It's really ignited this flame in me to really be inquisitive and be self-examining and really try to look inwards into myself. And I think that's super important to do, to be self-aware, because without that, you can't really reach out to other people properly in a true way.
0: That's a wonderful journey that you are on at the moment. Do you think you would have become an artist had this not happened?
1: That's a really good question because I feel like I got into art as a young kid because it was a form of escapism and because I was a very quiet kid and I always put a lot of burden on myself thinking that if I were to express myself it would hurt my family or hurt other people and they would leave me too because I had these abandonment issues because of my mom and so because of that I gravitated towards art. And I do wonder about that, would this still have been interest to me, and how much of it also is DNA. Crazy thing is, my grandmother, who is this con artist, was the artist in our family. She was an incredible drawer, artist, draftsman, painter. Really anything she delved into, she could master. But I have her old drawings and paintings that I found recently, her relatives gave to me and they're incredible. They're super incredible. and looking at them fascinates me to think I got this probably from her. And so I don't know. maybe I still would have been an artist. Maybe I would have been making different art if I didn't have this happen to me. but I feel like in some way I probably would have gravitated towards some kind of creative practice either way.
0: I love that your art has so much meaning. There's a lot of profound elements incorporated. Nothing was done by haphazard. So as different viewers look at it, what do you hope the art lovers learn from it? What impact do you want to make?
1: For the longest time, I've always focused a lot on emotion. So I always wanted to stir some type of emotion in the viewer whenever they're looking at my art, whatever it might be, whether it's a sense of despair or sorrow or a sense of enlightenment or sacredness that's been my direction recently is wanting to feel an immense sense of love in my paintings and I think that has a lot to do too with a DMT trip I had <laughs> a couple years ago which for those who don't know it's a hallucinatory drug That's <laughs> gonna sound very goofy oh. of me but it's actually found in our bodies. So it's chemical found in our bodies and in plants and animals as well. It's natural. And it's what gets released in our bodies right before we die. So it's the whole your life flashes before your eyes thing before you pass away. That sensation is actually DMT.
0: How do you take it? Is it a pill? Do you smoke it?
1: You have to heat it up. Yeah, so you have to smoke it. Yes. And it's it lasts like 10 minutes, and it feels like 10 minutes. It's not like anything crazy, but I did try this, and I really value the experience I had. Basically, <laughs> I met God, but it wasn't a physical being at all, and it wasn't any kind of gender. But I knew that this was someone who was above us and some sort of creator. And they basically took me by the hand and kind of led me up into space and showed me what the world was really like. And so I saw our Earth come into existence from space. And I saw dinosaurs roaming and dying. And I saw little tadpoles becoming fish forms, walking onto land. It was like this crazy fast forward montage. And then I was looking back down on everybody on Earth and I felt this huge sense of love what i already thought about our world i was able to witness that we were all from the same universe from the same stardust and love is what propels us forward even though it might not be the answer to everything it might not solve everything and there's no such thing as this utopia of love conquers all but it's so important such a key element in our life to keep us moving forward and this is What I want to instill in my paintings now is this overwhelming sense of love and how important it is through this struggle that we're all living through. Everyone's got our own struggles, and love is what is going to help make it a bit easier. So that is what I want to instill in viewers, my grandiose hippie statement here.
0: (laughs) That's beautiful. It's also a reflection of where you are at the moment. The acceptance and the balance of it all.
1: Yes, it definitely is. It all connects (laughs) in this weird way.
0: There's no one who does not have a challenge. Everybody has it. But I love that it's reflected in your art and you're using art as a way to express those feelings. And you've come out in a good place.
1: Thank you. We're all struggling, but we're all just trying to get (laughs) get through this life.
0: Your art is beautiful. And you're beautiful.
1: Thank you so much, Grace. You are so beautiful as well. Thank you for having me on this platform and giving me a chance to share my story and my art with everyone.
0: Thank you. And we will check in with you again very soon. Thank you for being with us today. This is Grace Cho for Entrepreneur. We help creatives succeed. Talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.